Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Rewind on 97.3 The Sky. Good morning and welcome. Happy Saturday, my friends. It's that time. Time for a brand new, fresh version of the Bob Rose Rewind. We'll kick things off with Alachua County Sheriff Office spokesperson Captain Chris Sims busting some carjackers. I like that. Let's get into it right now on the Bob Rose Rewind 97.3 The Sky. Good morning, Chris. How hey, you doing? Good morning to y'all. So happy to be here with you. Man, we have known you for a long time, and uh, sure. we're glad that you continue to have a, sex, uh, a successful career in law enforcement. And um, we know you guys always have these success stories, individual ones. Tell me about this carjacking that actually happened out of state, but you busted them here in Alachua County. Yes, sir. So just real quick, before we get started with that, I I do want to extend to all of our community the great thanks uh, for uh, the recent uh, tragic passing of Deputy Tilleman. Uh, As you all know, uh, we uh, lost one of our brothers um, behind the badge, and the way that the community showed up, the way the community supported us was absolutely phenomenal. So on behalf of Sheriff Watson, on behalf of the men and women in, uh, in uniform here at the Sheriff's Office, just, just thank you. But, uh, yeah, let's, let's talk about uh, criminals. Catching the bad guys. Yeah, so, you know, uh, in New Bedford, Massachusetts, uh, a long way from Alachua County, Florida, Uh, Three folks decided uh, that they would carjack a 69-year-old man. Uh, I'll be honest with you, that's pretty disgusting if you ask me, but they decided they would carjack a 69-year-old man and uh, that they would make their way down 301 into Alachua County. Uh, the great thing about Sheriff Watson and his commitment to the safety of the citizens here in Alachua County is that we uh, absolutely love the use of technology and law enforcement. Uh, right there at the county line, it just so happened that a uh, license plate reader uh, detected this plate, uh, alerted the uh, deputy, uh, Deputy Brahmi, who works our, uh, our Hawthorne area, alerted him that this vehicle was coming into our county. Uh, he did a great job. He spotted the vehicle. Kept some eyes on the vehicle. Vehicle ends up going into a very large uh, hunting camp area. And before we can get additional resources, they decide to bail out. Mm. 
Well, uh, unbeknownst to them, uh, we have a phenomenal canine unit. Uh, we love our four-legged friends. Uh, I can tell you that they are uh, very well trained and they do a great job. And we happen to have a helicopter. So they, they, the dogs want to run through the woods. Oh, That's they the love it. Between them they and regular law enforcement, they love it. Yeah. So you know, uh, they got the scent of uh, of criminals uh, deciding to come into Alachua County, and and they were on that trail for probably two or three hours. The canine wow. deputies did a phenomenal job. Uh, the sheriff's office air unit uh, provided great support. Uh, Sheriff Watson, uh, <laughs> Sheriff Watson, absolutely loves providing those resources uh, to to the agency, to the community. Uh, has no plans on removing any of those resources, and uh, will ensure that uh, our community is safe. So those canines began to track. Uh, they found all three suspects after about two, three hours uh, in a very vast wooded area, and uh, all of those uh, folks, one of them being a 15-year-old young lady. Uh, who had multiple warrants out of Massachusetts. Uh, but two men and that young lady were uh, transported appropriately and uh, charged with their crimes out of Massachusetts. If it took two to three hours for law enforcement, along with canines, to track them down, I can't even imagine what the man hours would have been to successfully track those people down without the use of the canines that would, have, that would have been very <laughs> labor intensive you would have been tying up several officers maybe six eight hours who knows i mean in a vast area people can hide yes yeah, sir and let's be honest i mean you know the use of the uh, the uh, uh canine deputies uh, the the i mean the we can only do so much uh, without the tracking of those dogs. We, we may not have located some very violent felons, and so I'm very thankful that uh, Sheriff Watson provides us that opportunity, uh, provides us the resources of the helicopter and things of that nature so that we can, uh, we can keep our community safe because that's the ultimate goal. Yeah, but even, as you know, in a heavily wooded area with a big tree canopy, um, it's difficult to track people. Yes, sir. Yes, yeah. sir. 100%. So, and, and they also seem to either they were lucky or dumb or whatever, but maybe a little smart. They took like 301 all the way down, so they're going through small-town America, little yes, towns. Sir. A lot of them don't have the, the, the readers. If they do, they post them maybe on the interstates or busier roads. Um, so a smart move on you know the sheriff's department, on the sheriff's office, and uh, and they were trying to uh, outsmart law enforcement, weren't they? Well, you know, they were smart until they came into Alachua County. That's, right that's the way I see it. All right. Uh, and speaking of bad guys, uh, you're looking for this guy, Joseph Green Jr. Might not have time to go through all the charges, but uh, give us an idea what kind of guy he is and uh, and how people can help find him. Well, once again, you know, uh, violent felons, I mean, that's our problem. So uh, nationwide extradition warrants, everything from aggravated battery, the deadly weapon, robbery, kidnapping, battery, leaving the scene of a crash with serious injury. So we believe him to be in Alachua or Gilchrist County. Uh, if you do see uh, Joseph Green Jr., 43-year-old black male, 5'5", 180, uh, please call our Crime Stoppers, or you can call the Sheriff's Office, 352-955-1818. Fantastic. Uh, you're getting help uh, from local uh, businesses, groups, folks, to do large-scale special teams training, which is awesome, SWAT, Bomb Squad, all of that. 
Tell me about it. Yes, sir. So, uh, again, Sheriff Watson uh, would love to thank Charles Perry Partners Incorporated. They provided us the use of a uh, a construction area, an area under construction for uh, residential properties. They even provided us uh, a house that's currently under construction. Our SWAT team, our negotiations team, and our bomb team, they all work together for an annual training session. This gives them the opportunity to uh, communicate amongst one another. And the great thing is, is that uh, this is such real world scenario training uh, that when that crisis hits, and we all know it will, when it does, you can count on having the most trained uh, special teams and law enforcement uh, here in Alachua County. Wow, so that that's great. That's a, that's a win-win there. And then uh, Florida for Warriors, uh, Gainesville Silkies Ruck. Okay, I know what a ruck is. What? Tell me about this event. Yes, sir. So uh, once again, uh, you know, the, our sheriff, uh, Sheriff Watson, absolutely loves partnering with uh, local community organizations. And so every time we get that opportunity, you can pretty much guarantee it to be a yes. Uh, so the sheriff uh, was excited to partner with the uh, Florida for Warriors, uh, the Gainesville Silkies Ruck. We were just talking about it. I, mm-hmm. I'm, unfortunately, I was in the military, so I'm not exactly sure what Silkies are, but uh, the sheriff has provided uh, that our uh, ASO Honor Guard team will be uh, part of the opening ceremony there. It's going to be at 13th Street. Uh, and University Avenue at the Paisanos. And so uh, if you want to attend, 8.30, it looks like, is the check-in and the breakfast. 9.30 is the opening ceremony. Uh, And this is all for suicide and mental health prevention fundraiser for veterans and first responders. Uh, As you know, this this strikes very close to home for the sheriff and and for all of our men and women here. So uh, we are very, very happy to uh, partner with this local organization. Well, we had the chief uh, fire rescue, Marion County, in not too long ago talking about uh, the same issues they have to do with suicide and stuff. Yes, so uh, uh, high-stress jobs and, uh, and, and just the fact that um, people that have issues that are suffering don't be ashamed to come forward like there's something wrong with you. We have to break that perception down and so that people can get the needed help. Correct. And unfortunately, you know, oftentimes uh, the, the question uh, arises, you know, who, who protects those who protect us? Right. And uh, in those times of need, you know, we just ask that you please be an ear uh, to, your, to your friend or your family member in law enforcement uh, or any, any part of the first responder military community. Veterans Resource Fair and Homeless Veterans Stand Down. Uh, when and where? What's going on here? Yeah, so this will be at the Martin Luther King uh, Multipurpose Center. That's at 1208 Northeast 15th Street. It's on Friday, March 10th at 9 a.m. until 1 p.m. The great thing about this is another opportunity for uh, the Sheriff's Office to partner with a local organization. And uh, they imply, they uh, provide employment assistance, housing resources, uh, medical screenings, uh, veteran benefits assistance, clothing legal services and and this is a great way for sheriff watson and the uh, sheriff's office uh, to help support our veterans how how are we doing when it comes to i guess the homeless in general just not the veterans because as we drive by we don't we don't know whether they're veterans or not but just the homeless in general are we making strides in the community in the right direction in terms of dealing with these folks Uh, this clearly is something that would be helpful yeah, so I'll tell you, uh, the great thing about Alachua County is we're very resource-rich, in my opinion. You know, there are so many wonderful resources uh, for uh, not only the homeless, but, you know, we have a, a Veterans Affairs Office right. right here, Veterans Hospital right here in Alachua County. So, you know, sometimes we wonder, though, 
are are the folks that we see um, out on the streets, uh, are, are there underlying issues? Is there a reason why they choose not to accept these resources? But we'll continue to offer those resources. Fantastic. Captain Chris Sims, Alachua County Sheriff's Office, PIO. We appreciate your time and uh, keep up the good work. And, and you're looking good. Undercover plain clothes operation going on that nice, I know you probably nice can't time. speak about. Nice <laughs> I appreciate it. Thank you. Captain Chris Sims on the Bob Rose Rewind. Happy Saturday and thanks for tuning in to the Bob Rose Rewind. We're not done yet. Coming up next, State Senator Blaze Ingolia and the governor's plan to deal with illegal immigration. This is good stuff. Stay tuned to the Bob Rose Rewind 97.3 The Sky. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast why why if you have t-mobile 5g home internet you might be hearing this why a lot why every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours why why because your network gives priority to cell phone users why Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns and Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The Bob Rose Rewind. Rewinding great newsmakers. News Talk 97.3, The Sky. Happy Saturday and welcome. The Bob Rose Rewind continues, this time with State Senator Blazing Golia 
and we're going to outline some of the stuff that's in the governor's plan to deal with this illegal immigration right here in Florida. Let's do it right now on the Bob Rose Rewind, 97.3 The Sky. How you doing, sir? I'm good. I'm good. So I love that you said the problem is so bad that the federal government should declare itself its own disaster area with immigration. This is huge. And aren't you glad that you're part of this legislature and this uh, this governor that's actually willing to stand up and do something about it? Yeah, that's refreshing because, you know, there have been a lot of people over the years who agree with a lot of the things that we all agree with, but they never wanted to stand up and, and fight the fight and make the argument uh, because, quite frankly, and I've been, criti- I've been critical of some Republicans, is that they would much rather be spoken glowingly about um, in a Sunday editorial written by leftist editorial <laughs> of boards um, rather than stand up and, and be heard and, and fight. And that's what Ron DeSantis is doing and it sort of paves the way for other people to follow his lead. So I'm very thankful for that. Yeah, I, I think it's interesting how things have changed over the years. And it used to be that, oh, if Republicans make too much noise, uh, you know, they're the bad guys. And 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 now we found that, hey, if you don't stand up and make some noise, um, you're not really going to have any impact. But this bill about strengthening uh, the, the Florida side of it in terms of uh, illegal immigration looks like it could possibly have some teeth. Tell me about E-Verify, for instance. Yeah, so uh, this bill has a bunch of components, and I can rip through them real quick. So E-Verify is a federal system where you can check to see if an employer, employee is eligible to work in the United States, whether she or he is a citizen or if they have a work visa. Um, we, we have a lot of magnets in the state where we're sort of incentivizing people to come over illegally and not through the legal process. And jobs is a big part of it. So this will um, make private businesses go through the E-Verify system or some other um, system that actually checks to make sure that we're not hiring illegal labor. Um, And that's a big deal because it's taking away one of those magnets. Another thing that the bill does is you have the state of California uh, just came out with the press release a couple of months ago, um, making big fanfare that they just issued their one millionth uh, driver's license for Ill- illegal immigrants. And we in the state of Florida said, well, uh, we don't want those people driving on our roadways. So if a, a law enforcement pulls somebody over and they have one of these illegal immigrant issued ID cards, they're to proceed as if they didn't have any driver's licenses at all. Um, another thing that the bill does is, um, in the state of Florida, we do not have um, uh, IDs for illegal immigrants. You can't get a driver's license. You can't get an ID. But what some of these cities are doing is they are trying to go around this process, and they are appropriating money and giving money to nonprofit agencies. And the nonprofits are then creating these what are called community IDs for the sole purposes of getting um, getting uh, basically free money and services from the local government. Um, there's a bunch more that this bill does. Um, there's about seven or eight really big issues that it tackles. But this is important, and this is the key here, is that if passed, this will be the largest state-led um, uh, piece of legislation cracking down on illegal immigration. If we do this, the federal government is going to notice. If Texas follows Florida lead, Florida's lead, we will have Florida and Texas 
doing this, and then the federal government will have no other choice but to fix the border and um, stop illegal immigration and fix the legal immigration system. Let's a let's hope so. Now, I know E-Verify was part of the the program or something similar to it back in 1986 when Ronald Reagan did the Immigration Act. And it, it, it lost its toughness, shall we say, over time. If you violate the E-Verify clause in this bill, should it become law, what is the penalty or fine for businesses if they are found to be hiring people who are not uh, legally here? So it depends on the intent. If somebody gives fraudulent documents to a business, um, a fraudulent um, uh, driver's license, fraudulent um, social security number, um, and the business didn't know, then it's not on the business. If the illegal immigrant um, did that or somebody tried to game the system, then the illegal immigrant will be held accountable. But businesses will also be held accountable if they know um, that the documents are indeed um, fraudulent uh, or if the business tries to go out and help the illegal immigrants by creating uh, the fraudulent documents, then those businesses will be held accountable. Yeah. So, okay. Um, that makes sense on that level. Is this going to put a crunch on some industries that we know historically have uh, hired folks that that maybe, um, you know, their immigration is, uh, their legal status is hard to determine? Um, and I think of, say, agriculture and things like that. Yeah, the, so good point. Obviously, if they are hiring illegal workers, then it will disrupt their business. But um, the hope here is that those agriculture interests and their trade associations are then going to lobby the federal government to fix the visa program so they can actually um, hire the seasonal workers legally. And that's the key point here. What about term limits? Is that going to be uh, something the governor will push for? Yeah, so the governor came out and said that um, he wanted to push for, we did term limits for school board members last year for 12 years, and the governor wanted eight years, but um, they, it, it settled at 12 years. Now he's renewing the push for eight years for school board members. I had a conversation with him, and I said, hey, if we're going to do term limits, let's put in county commissioners also. He agreed because we all believe in term limits. So the bill that I filed, term of school board members and county commissioners, eight years starting from uh, November 2022 election. So if somebody just got elected, they have eight years total. If they've been in office for four years, they have another eight years. But then um, term limits will kick in. And then reverse woke act. What's that? Yeah. So the reverse woke act started when the governor came out and said that we're not going to do any gender affirming surgeries on minors 18 and younger. Gavin Newsom at that point raised his hand and he said, hey, California will be a trans sanctuary state. Anyone who wants to do any gender affirming surgery can come out to California. We, we will uh, we'll do it. When that happened, there were a bunch of large Fortune 500 companies, um, 27 companies in all, including Florida companies, that said that if you want to get trans-affirming surgery, you can go out to California and we will pay for it. As soon as I heard that, I said, you know what? That's fine. If you want to do that, that's your prerogative. But you should also pay if one of those people who gets the surgery wants to detransition and go back. Mm. And we're mandating that if you pay for it, then you have to pay for the tra- detransition also, whether you're an employee or not. So if somebody goes out to California, 
gets the surgery. Ten years later, the person is no longer working for the company um, and realize that this was a mistake. They can go back to the company, and the company will have to pay for the detransition also. Wow. All right. Well, that could uh, have a powerful effect. Now, this, yeah. Look, we uh, we love the work that you're doing and the governor, and uh, just keep up the good work, I guess, and and keep in touch with us and how these uh, how these things kind of firm up as we uh, go through this fiscal year. We will. We'll keep you guys posted. State Senator Blazing Olia on the Bob Rose Rewind. Thanks for tuning in and happy Saturday. Stand by because coming up next, a guy who could answer the question, is Gainesville headed toward bankruptcy? Former GRU GM Ed Bilarski next on the Bob Rose Rewind. winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Rolling back the best moments on the Bob Rose Show. This is the Bob Rose Rewind on 97.3 The Sky. Happy Saturday. Let's make it a great one. You're tuned to the Bob Rose Rewind. Former GRU General Manager Ed Bolarski. Yeah, he knows where the skeletons are buried. He also knows the accurate history of the biomass plant and more. Let's ask him about it right now on the Bob Rose Rewind 97.3 The Sky. Good morning, Ed. How are you? I'm doing great. So were you hired 
as general manager, partially because you were okay with the biomass plant. Was that kind of sort of the deal coming in? Oh, no, not at all. In fact, I was not okay. I, I interviewed and talked about what we could do to get out of that contract. You know, the, the most onerous contract in North America, <laughs> the biomass contract. Wow. Okay, so so it was forced uh, upon you. As general manager, you have to follow the orders of the city commission, correct? Oh, yeah, they're my, they're my boss, just like That's Greg. That's who you answer to. Greg answers to you, right? <laughs> well, not at all. <laughs> not at all. Plus, he does all the work, so I couldn't bark at him anyway. That's true. Um, so, so you have to follow their orders. You're the general manager. They enter into this biomass uh, agreement, which was horrendous. Everybody said, don't do it. I mean, I even think there was like Sierra Club people that said, don't do it. This is, if you're saying this is environmental, that's, that's a bunch of bull. It doesn't come out in the wash. You're going to have diesel trucks up and down the road, tearing up the roads, polluting all this. Where are you going to get the trees from? Oh, we'll never have to go beyond 75 miles. They, is that still true? Yeah, I think there's about a 75-mile radius. But, you know, under the new plan to get to 100% renewable, there's going to be an, another biomass plant in the works. That's Come on. The, no, no, serious. You I, fix a bad biomass plant by building another one? Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, hold on to your, so hold you on to your treat, pocketbook. you treat a heroin addiction with a little more heroin? Is that how that works? <laughs> okay. I mean, I guess it makes you feel better for a little while. Uh, yeah, wow. Okay, so there's that. This net zero that they claim they want to target by 2045, um, could they do that? Could they make that target? Uh, boy, uh, if you have about $4 billion sitting around in your, um, in your uh, checking account, sure. You, you, you could probably get there, uh, close to that at least. Um, but that's on top of the $1.7 billion that they have in debt right now. That's the elephant in the room. I talk about the net zero possibility as being the whale in the room. Yeah, if they move toward that, my understanding, you said that will like quadruple, at least triple the debt if they yes. really try to move toward that goal. Yes. If, yes. If there's no other way to, to do that. Um, I guess maybe I'm wasting my breath, but... Why don't they forego and forget all about that kind of a goal and just try to provide uh, efficient electricity for, for the people in the community and try to do it with as low of uh, you know carbon footprint as you can, but being fiscally responsible first. In other words, whatever the cheapest form of electricity, let's go with that. Actually, that's what GRU used to be back before 2000. They were a low-cost provider. Uh, they made solid business decisions. Um, what ended up happening from 2000 onward, um, more debt was acquired. Uh, we got into the biomass contract under the Pekin Hanrahan administration. Um, she changed the way government worked in the city. If, if we couldn't afford it through property taxes, let GRU pay for it. GRU paid for um, the Depot Park you know, rehabilitation, $20 million. They moved out of their location downtown. Millions and millions of dollars were spent uh, on these types of things. But the interesting thing, we got to that $1.7 billion in debt. Do you know from 2000 through today, $850 million have went from GRU to the city? If that hadn't happened and we hadn't gotten in the biomass uh, contract, we could be debt-free as a debt utility. Debt-free. Wow. Holy, holy cow. Two things. Don't, take, don't use GRU as a piggy bank, and don't get into the biomass contract. Hey, folks, we're running a business. 
But they didn't look at it like that. They need their smiley face. They need to be Berkeley East. They need to have that happy look at us. We're uh, we're putting the face of grief, which, which, by the way, I don't buy into any of that. I think it was far more nefarious than that. I think that in some way, shape, or form, people got their uh, palms greased or something because there are people that were dealing with that issue who are not dummies. The city commissioners who really pushed and promoted this are not, they didn't lack intelligence. So there's a problem right there. But yet they still wanted to buy into it and promote it and push it as the greatest thing, even though people from all corners were coming out saying, don't do it. And then you tell me $850 million, so real close to a billion dollars, was transferred from GRU, meaning money made from uh, selling power. Money made from that was taken off the top, pushed into the, the city coffers, and... Wow, if you didn't have that, you wouldn't be $1.7 billion in debt right now. You'd be maybe less than a billion just, just in that and still have your biomass. By George, you have it. That's, exa- that's exactly what happened. And they would look at that general fund transfer on a yearly basis and go, well, you know, that's just the GRU profit. But it's just like when you're a kid, right? You know, you put money into savings. It accumulates. Except- it accumulates. Yeah, and this eight hundred fifty million dollars, coupled with the seven hundred fifty million dollars we had to buy out the um, the onerous contract with, there you are, debt free GRU, and we only have the city commission to blame. Why do I think that the biomass buyout was more expensive than that? Am I getting some numbers? Well, the, the Pegeen Acolytes want you to believe that. It was a $2.5 billion obligation. Imagine, you had a $2.5 billion obligation. Like and, a mortgage on a house. Exactly. Okay. And what they point to is the house was worth less than what you paid for, what you paid for it in the $750 million. But that's not the point. You had a debt of $2.5 billion. It got you out from under that. It saved a billion dollars. Over, so, yeah. So it helps the political elite in Gainesville to say, hey, this Bolarski guy, he bought out the biomass plant, and that's what's on the books right now. They forget that. They capitalized the lease. Well, I mean, if we want to go back and look at it, because they're rewriting history constantly as Absolutely. we speak, as you know. Um, it, you could have went back and say, why are we a municipally owned power company that stands on its own? Why are we basically giving away what we do, giving away our customers, if you want to say it that way, to a private entity? In other words, if you want a biomass plant, well, go ahead and buy one, build one. But why would you say, oh, you own it and we'll follow all of the restrictions and covenants that are in your contract, no matter how crazy they are, we'll, we'll do that. How does that make, how does that make any sense from, from a municipality that I thought was proud of their GRU product? Well, here's the secret there as well. The dirty little secret is that we didn't have enough borrowing capacity to go out and borrow it ourselves. Uh, we wanted it to not be on the balance sheet, and we were assured uh, by the muckety mucks that were there at the time that that wouldn't be on the balance sheet. Guess what happened? It was put on the balance sheet, and then we had all the restrictions. We couldn't take the we could not take the biomass plant down below seventy five megawatts um, during the summer. Or you'd pay for it either way, right? You right? paid a capacity You're payment either way. Oh, and I'll let you know another little secret: the way we I gained. Negotiating power 
in getting out of that deal was one day, August 7th of 2015. You shut it down for maintenance? We shut it down. We didn't shut it down. God did. And that wasn't in the contract. A lightning strike shut the plant down. And I told people before the summer period hit, if it goes down because of whatever reason, they're staying down. So that you didn't have to pay that 75 No, megawatt. we did. But I never had to bring them back up. So I used that as a lever because it made the Wall Street folks nervous that we're issuing debt to um, uh, Greg at the time. Wow. So that gave me the lever that we needed to get the $750 million purchase price because who would give up $2.1 billion for $750 million? Nobody. Yeah. So they saw the writing on the wall. They're like, this all of a sudden is not a great investment. It could go south. Let's dump it. And they made, they made plenty of money. And guess what? I was getting pressure from the city commission to put this thing back online. Because that was everyone's pride and joy, the biomass plant. Ed, you better do Come something. Come hell or high water, regardless of cost. We got to have it. We got to have it. Burning trees for electricity is very progressive. Not so much. <laughs> Ed Belarski on the Bob Rose Rewind. Don't go anywhere. We're not done with a former GM of GRU. We still have a few more questions we'll get to next on the Bob Rose Rewind. 97.3 The Sky. Tony Kornheiser, this is my show. My friends come on. We talk about basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happens. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Go in-depth with newsmakers that matter. The Bob Rose Rewind on News Talk 97.3, The Sky. Good morning and welcome. It is the finale of the Bob Rose Rewind. Part two of our conversation with former GRU general manager Ed Belarski is Gainesville headed toward bankruptcy. We'll talk about that right now on the Bob Rose Rewind 97.3 The Sky. It was already baked in. The biomass plant was a coming, coming down the tracks. There was no way, I guess, to stop that deal at that time. And and since that time, uh, you worked hard, at least while you were on the job, uh, to try to reverse what looked like to be not very good fortunes for GRU. In 2000, I guess fiscally, GRU was in pretty good shape, right? Oh, yeah. They were kind of a jewel of the municipal utilities that are in, in Florida. Yeah, it's funny. Like, like <laughs> there, it was a joke. Like, yeah, you run your chainsaw, you cut a tree down in Gainesville. Someone's going to hear about it. You, you know, if you just can't go doing that because we love our canopy, we love our trees, we love this. And then when I heard the biomass plant, I was like, wait a second, this can't possibly be from the same people who are hugging trees. Now they're going to burn them for electricity. I don't know. Like, who even came up with this whole concept and? Why I don't know how is why was it that they bought into it because you had diesel truck how many diesel trucks did you have running on the highway all the time to oh. carry the wood oh you could have a hundred several hundred loads a day 
uh, coming in, um, you know, on 441. Um, it, it, listen, the, here's the concept. The concept was that you would be taking waste debris from loggers and, you know, lumber um, organizations. And hurricanes and stuff. And look, right. we can do some with all this. Right. And uh, instead of it being burned without a, in an uncontrolled environment, right. in an open field, you'd burn it in a controlled environment in a combustion chamber. And I have to give our folks a lot of credit in that they've been able to do that pretty efficiently. But the reality is, the way the GRU system works, we didn't need a baseload facility. Baseload facility is one that you turn on and you run it. Um, we needed one that was flexible. We needed one that you could ramp up and ramp down because you wanted to go to solar. We had 30 megawatts of uh, distributive solar in our system. So you wanted to move up and down, and we wanted to have more solar, and we wanted to have more renewable. It was not the facility that should have been built. should have been as a backup for an emergency when you when you're had real high demand. Well, it was expensive, too. Now, people are crowing about the fact that now natural gas prices are, are expensive. It's the cheapest one in our fleet. Oh, okay. So I've been here almost eight years now. For about four months, it was the cheapest one. But the rest of the time, it was not. But that it, was the big fear, was that it was going to go even higher, but it... It didn't really go much higher, did it? Oh, my God, no. We, re we got natural gas prices over the past six years, some of the lowest that we've seen. So, you see, that's the problem with city government running the utility. They react. So natural gas prices were high. Oh, my God, it's going to be high forever. Now we're sitting there saying this, seeing the same thing. So we're talking about a new solar deal in Archer because of that. Does that sound familiar? Yeah. Oh, and you know what we also are doing with that? We went from 50 megawatts to 75. Oh, it, it's expensive. Let's have more of it. Well, and then, you gotta, have, then it's dependent on the sun shining all the time, and that's why you know some entities don't think that that's a sound way to go. You put too much into solar, and you're gonna you're gonna catch yourself in your own little trap, right? Well, unless you have batteries, which by the way don't work as well in the Florida heat, you have two hours of storage, so you have to have you know, five to six times as much storage capacity over the night to last, and you've got to charge them during the day. So it's a much more complicated algorithm than people realize. They go, oh, well, the sunshine state. For, former Mayor Ed Brady told me that when the biomass thing was going to be rammed down their throats, at least they had some options. One of them was a biomass plant that would have been cheaper and easily retrofitable to burn natural gas or even trash or biomass, and but yet they stuck to the other one. They didn't want it. I don't understand why. Did you ever catch wind of that? Did you ever? Yeah, when I came into uh, the offices at GRU, I looked at all the documents that had been uh, published uh, by the Navigant report. I mean, it's in 40 volumes. Uh, and there was, there was a proposal from Greg that said we'd have 50 megawatts. Would have been a better fit in our system versus right. 100 megawatts. Right. But like I suggested, hey, if it was a good deal at 50, they thought it was a good uh, deal at 100. Yeah. Bigger is better. And they went, <laughs> bada boom, they went before the city commission and said, oh, if we don't use the additional 50, we can sell it. Oh, yeah. But they didn't have any buyers. But they said <laughs> they, they said they had prospects. Mm -hmm. They never could sell it. They never did sell it, and it was a pain in the tushy for GRU 
through the rest of the time. Okay, this this is it. We got we got to end it pretty much here. But I'm going to ask you. I go. Do you think they have the courage to do what it'll take, meaning huge uh, raise in rates and quit taking uh, the the profits off the top, which even aren't even there. Quit taking that as a taxing mechanism. Do you really think they're going to make things happen, or is the city going to go into bankruptcy? Well, based on my experience, they won't do anything until they're shoved. And this could be one. This, I used to October first sounds like a pretty good shove date. Yeah, it, it could be even sooner. I I would okay. suspect because they're not going to let this. The legislator is not going to let this keep going. It used to be a, a term. We can get the deal done on the courthouse steps. This might get done at the Tallahassee legis, uh, legislative steps. That's former GRU General Manager Ed Bolarski on the Bob Rose Rewind. Thanks to my other guests as well, State Senator Blaze Ingolia and Alachua County Sheriff's Office Captain Chris Sims, all on the Bob Rose Rewind. Thank you for tuning in and supporting what we do. And please tune in starting Monday morning for the Bob Rose Show, along with Greg Cassidy, right here on 97.3 The Sky. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them, with more coming in. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future in vehicles, and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified, diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you, a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places.